Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, and our new podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. These are some challenging times right now. Celebrating Easter this past week via drive-bys, front porch exchanges, and Zoom was pretty weird to say the least. I know our new normal is a bit hard to get used to, but we can be confident in the midst of all of this uncertainty that the Lord is near. Friend, don't fret or be anxious about anything, but in every situation with prayer and thanksgiving, share your heart with the Lord. And when you do, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will surely guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He is risen. He's risen indeed. In an effort to try and add a little normalcy to our lives right now, we've been sharing a 10-part series on the 10 essentials to homeschooling. Today's segment is part six. In the first five episodes, we discussed how Bible time, meal time, outdoor time, read aloud time, and morning time, or learning together as a family, or essentials for thriving and surviving while homeschooling. Today's topic is needed now more than ever. During this COVID-19 quarantine, I hope and pray you are not feeling guilty about allowing your child to spend hours and hours just playing. I hope and pray you're taking advantage of this free time to let your kids pursue their passions. And I hope and pray you're not feeling guilty for just putting some or maybe all of the schoolwork aside right now. Let's be honest. We've never experienced anything like this before, and our kids have never experienced anything like this before. So it's okay to enjoy the blessing of free time that this COVID quarantine has given us and our children. My brother, who swore he would never homeschool, has, like everyone else, been forced to homeschool this past month. When I asked him the other day how school was coming along, I loved his response. He said, well, we haven't touched any books. We've been learning how to ride a bike and how to skate. We've been walking the dog a lot, swimming a lot, and adding flowers to Granny's garden. Oh yeah, we color a lot too. You know guys, my bro gets it. Homeschooling is so much more than schoolwork. That's why I believe the sixth essential to homeschooling is playtime and making time for unscheduled, non-organized, good old-fashioned free time. Mr. Rogers once described play as serious learning for kids. He said play is the work of childhood. Psychologist Diane Ackerman says that play is our brain's favorite way to learn. And Albert Einstein once described play as the highest form of research. You know, scientists have recently determined that it takes approximately 400 repetitions to create a new synapse in the brain. But if learning is done with play, then it only takes the brain 10 to 20 repetitions to learn something new. So you see, kids have been telling us for millenniums that play is the best way to learn. Now we just have the science to back it up. Playtime and free time are critical and essential parts of homeschooling. Kids learn more when they're engaged in play, but you don't need me to tell you that. 
You just might need the reminder that it's okay to put the books down for a while to just play and take a break. As homeschoolers, we know what it's like to be home with our children all day long. We know from experience that if we don't allow our kids lots of time to just play, they go a little stir-crazy, and we go a little cuckoo too without these breaks. Kids need lots of free time to explore. Free time and playtime are often the times when kids discover their passions. You know, one of the perks of homeschooling is that there isn't a bell schedule. There's no need to switch gears or stop doing something we're working on because the 50-minute period is over. When homeschooling, we have the freedom to immerse ourselves in a project, and we have the luxury to spend hours, not minutes, during our quote-unquote recess time. If you're new to homeschooling due to COVID-19 school closures, then you're probably beginning to understand this gift of extra time. You're seeing how little time it actually takes to get schoolwork done when you're homeschooling, and how much extra time you do have to do other things. When homeschooling, there's more time for playtime and for free time to take advantage of. We have the freedom and the flexibility to encourage our kids to spend hours engaged in unstructured, uninhibited, and sometimes even unlimited time for imaginative play and free time. One of my new favorite books is called The Call of the Wild and Free by Ainsley Ehrman. It's full of reminders of how important free time is and how important play is in childhood, in learning, and in our homeschooling. You can find the link to this book at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. I highly recommend you get your hands on it and you read it with a highlighter. She gives tons and tons of great insights and ideas. You know, I loved it when my kids would tell me they were bored. It meant one of two things. Either my house was about to get cleaned or something totally awesome was going to be created. You see, if they came to me in a bad mood complaining that they were bored, then my response to their whining was always, great, then you have some extra time to do the dishes, wash the sink for me, scrub a few toilets, and pick up the dog poop. And it never failed. After doing some good, honest, productive work, they always came back happier. Nothing cures boredom like being productive. But if they were in a good mood and they just couldn't find something to do, I encouraged them to hang out in their room or in the backyard. Screen time wasn't an option when they were bored. Forcing them to embrace their boredom caused them to be creative. I knew after a few hours of free time, they would emerge from their room or come in from the backyard with some awesome creation or some great new idea. Now that my kids are older, my daughter spends hours reading in her room or baking in the kitchen, and my son spends his free time composing songs, making videos, and working out. God created us in his image. Therefore, he created us to create. When a child is bored or not weighed down with a list of how-tos, his natural instinct is to invent, create, explore, and question. Try not to fill in every free moment with structured playdates, formal lessons, or organized sports. Now, don't get me wrong. These things are great, and they do have their advantages. I'm just encouraging you to make time for your kiddos to have plenty of unstructured playtime so they can just explore and think and invent. 
Take advantage of the free time. Just let them play. During this COVID-19 quarantine, it's a perfect time to organize your home and workspace for when they're creative. First, make sure you have an art corner filled with supplies. When the kids were younger, we had an art corner filled with arts and crafts supplies from the dollar store. Before we did any formal schoolwork, I made sure my daughter had time in the morning to draw or create. She usually woke up with something floating in her imagination that she wanted to get out on paper. She also had tons of notebooks filled with all of her ideas and sketches. Trust me, she was and still isn't an artist. Stick figures are her specialty. However, her love language is gift giving. She loved making things for friends and family, so I made sure she had time, space, and supplies for her ideas to transform. You may hate glitter, glue, and all things crafty, but you might have a child who loves it. Second, get a few really nice picture frames that you can hang around the house and a few corkboard strips. After a project was finished, I hung it on one of the corkboard strips for a few weeks until, or until something else was created to take its place. If the artwork was especially good or meaningful, I put it in one of the picture frames. It made it easy to display them in a beautiful way, and it was easy to rotate the pictures in and out when new ones were made. Third, get a bunch of flat bins that you can store under beds or in closets. Get some shoebox-sized containers from the dollar store, too. We had containers filled with Play-Doh and stationery. We had bins for dress-up clothes. We had a bin for recycled projects that the kids didn't want to display or keep that we used for future projects. And we had bins and bins for Lego pieces, too. Like many boys, my son went through a Lego phase. His creativity often showed up in his Lego creations. He needed time to just construct new things. So set up a Lego space or a corner in your house for the kid in your life who isn't artsy, but who loves to build. And finally, invest in some sturdy art portfolios. I had an art portfolio for each child. They were the kind that art students use to store and transport their pieces. It wasn't anything fancy or expensive either. I just got them for Michaels or Aaron Brothers. If my kids really liked a piece and wanted to keep it, we put those creations in their art portfolios. When it was Christmas time or someone's birthday, they would often take one out and look at their favorite pieces so they could pick one to give to a friend or a family member as a gift. Saving drawings in an art portfolio is also a great way to save special mementos throughout the years. Different kids need different forms of expression. Don't feel like you need fancy art supplies or expensive Lego kits. If you give a child time to invent, they can do amazing things with a stick, some mud, and some used toilet paper rolls. And playing games during free time is also very important, but we think it's so essential, we will devote an entire podcast to game time. When it comes to school time and free time, Try to change your focus from completing a to-do list to discovering a to-be list. Don't fill up your child's free time with tasks to complete on a to-do list. Instead, give him time to work on his to-be list. Give him lots of playtime to use his imagination. This is when he will begin to dream those big dreams. Give him tons of free time. It is in the unstructured and uninterrupted free time 
that your child will begin to discover his passions and gifts and figure out who God has created him to be. Enjoy their playtime and your free time. It's okay. One day, when they're all grown up and out of the house, you'll miss the messes, the chaos, and the pitter-patter of feet running inside after playing, yelling to you, Look, Mom, look what I made for you. Or in my case, a kid runs in screaming, Mom, Joe's stuck in the tree again, and I can't get him out. Can you help? Trust me, you'll miss those moments of messes and chaos. Playtime and free time are definitely an essential part of childhood and homeschooling. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining us for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at coffeewithcarry.org. We offer daily devotionals and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account at coffeewithcarryconsultant. If you heard something you like, then share our podcast or our Instagram and website with a friend who might need a little encouragement right now, or share it with a friend who might be homeschooling for the first time. We hope you can join us next time as we talk about homeschooling essentials number seven and number eight. In the meantime, take advantage of this gift of free time you and your child have been given. Get creative and have lots of fun just playing. We're praying for you. Stay healthy and see you next time.